father thank you for gathering everybody here intentionally tonight i ask your blessings over mike blow through him what we need to hear thank you for this house of love thank you for the church that we carry with us when we leave tonight that we will spread out and touch just every aspect of our lives father i praise you for your goodness and just ask that you touch every hurt in this room through mike tonight amen thanks alita we can all do that can't we man thanks to um what is february 12th right Jeez, Manny, it's a blur. So January was really good for me because I just came in and drank, you know, with Hunzi and Jordan, Dotson, then Jamie cranked us up and, you know, just to literally just sit in and drink. And sometimes if you're anything like me, you don't know how thirsty you are until you start drinking. And man alive, I was thirsty. <laughs> I stay thirsty, quite honestly. And that's a good place to be to be thirsty and and so I want to share with you for so for a little bit for me this kind of feels like a launch because um, I just hadn't had a chance to share with you anything that's been going on in my world um, and so in some respects it kind of feels like a launch and every year there's there's a word or some words that will come on the radar screen for both Deb and I and they're not necessarily the same and so for the last part of last year this word seasons was just kept popping up for me because I'm going into different seasons you know with our oldest gully uh, and her man expecting you know so we're going into a season of being grandparents and what that feels like yeah and it, it just everyone says it's just wow and I believe it um, you know and, and going into the season of, of being a dad and a, and a mom for older children you know I've got a young woman on my hands here that's going to be 21 in May and then a son that will be 17 so you know coaching him up to to what does it look like to be a man in this world and for him to own his life and for for us to release a whole lot of things that we're wanting to grab <laughs> besides necks <laughs> it's like my gosh why are we doing that and but but that's how we learn, right? That's how we learn. But the other word that kept popping on my radar screen for this year is cultivate. And I don't know why until you start just, just asking and going, what, what's going on with this word cultivate, Lord? And so just picture what you think of when you first hear the word cultivate. Do you, are you anything like me in that when you hear that word, you just kind of see a field, right? You just see this expanse of this field out there, and, and depending on what kind of field you're looking at or what the season is, the field looks different, doesn't it? You know, so like right now in this time of year, we're in this season where folks are just now starting to maybe turn the soil over. And they just, they just kind of turn that over and just let it sit for a while. It's breathing. It's getting air. It's getting oxygen. It's breathing life into the soil. You know, and so that it'll be a different season than when you come along and then you start working that particular 
plot that you are turning over. And there'll be things in there that may necessarily not belong. And you start plucking those out and throwing them out. And you just start working the ground big time as we cultivate. And you're preparing the soil for what? For seed. Right? And so you're, you're casting out the seed. And it was kind of funny. Steve and I, were, we were laughing. We were going, man, if we keep sowing the same seed, but we expect different things to grow, you know, <laughs> who's the insane one here? Hey, man, oh, man, I think all of us can stick our hands up for that one, right? We go, I just know it's going to be different this time. No, same thing pops up. But then water. And here's what I want to remind you of is that as the water cast over the seed and, and the soil, is, we're going to go through this for about four or five weeks. And tonight I only just really want to concentrate on soil, but I do want to share this with you beforehand is that you wrench yourself out a ton throughout the week. And so anything like crops that depletes the soil, and you have to have nutrients to go back into the soil, that's why you're here. Allow yourself that when you come into this place to get replenished through the relationships, through God, through God moving through the relationships in here. Discard whatever you're thinking of right now. If it doesn't have anything to do with this moment, I want you to just pray that away. Get that out. Allow your heart to be completely... Allow the soil, the soil of your soul be open to receive everything that he has for us in this moment. You ready? Yeah. Amen. I am too. So in that, I love doing this, and it's just kind of fun for me. I love putting myself in scenes with Jesus. And had you ever thought that when you were just hanging out with Jesus, and I'm not talking about the 12 and then the 72, and then just all the folks that lived real, real close life with Jesus. I'm talking about people that just saw him as he was coming in and out of town. Say, for example, he's coming in and he's buying bread. What was it like for Jesus to come buy bread from you? How did he handle himself? Did he, did he and the other fellow carpenters, he's not the only carpenter in town. And we don't know all this because this book, as we're told, says it can't hold all of it. But I don't believe that's a far jump to go, you know, if you were a fellow carpenter and you see some of the work that Jesus is putting out and you go, dang, that's good, son. Wow. He goes, I know, I actually made the wood. You know, he's kind of thinking that underneath. I made the wood. I know it. I kind of know how to do all this. You know? Wouldn't you seek some secrets from him or did he ever go up and just say wow how did you do that if, if someone were to come up to us and say describe to me Jesus's lifestyle what was his day to day what would it look like for him when he woke up in the morning what did he eat why did he eat it 
What was his day? Did he plan it out? Or did he just roll along? Isn't that fun to think about? And sometimes I think we forget that Jesus came in the form of me and you. But more importantly, since we're going to look in this word cultivate, how did he cultivate relationships? What did it look like for Jesus when people came into his presence and he said, and they said, man, I want to be your buddy. Was there ever a no in his vocabulary for that? When he said, and so isn't that what we long for? People to have buddies that we, cult, we want to cultivate these relationships. But look at the one he cultivated first. The one with God. Let's read this first. Go over to Matthew 22. Okay, Matthew 22, verse 36. So in looking at Jesus' lifestyle, if someone had to sum it up, this is for me, I believe this would how Jesus would sum his lifestyle up and said, hey, Jesus, what are you all about? What are just, a, just give me a summation. How can I live my life? And Jesus, I believe, would have said this because he did say it. <laughs> when uh, some of the old boys were asking him, you know, hey, what's the best, what's the most important commandment? They were you know, their motive was just to try to trip him up. And Jesus says, look, this is what I want you to be about when um, you're living your lifestyle, when you're cultivating. And Jesus says, they're asking him, teacher, this is in verse 36, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, in all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally as important. Love your neighbor as yourself. Look gang, look at verse 40. How much of the law and the demands of the prophets are based on these two? Every bit. So a lot of times if someone's wanting to go back and say, Hey, what does it say back there? You can stop. I'm saving you a ton of time. If you, if you say, man, I just don't have time to do that, fantastic. I don't either. I love summations. I love getting down to the dirty of it and going, flip, Jesus, thank you. You just summed it up for me. i got to love you with everything I have. But what did he say? He said, love God with all of your heart, your soul, and your mind. And a lot of times, Forrest Gang, our mind gets it. But the soil of our soul will not allow that to be penetrated. And so if that doesn't get penetrated, then there's no way he gets to our heart. That it's almost like we've got rabbits in our garden and we got all that barbed wire and we got all that chicken wire covering it up so it can't get in there. And so I'm hoping after tonight, man, that that, that chicken coop wire will go away from your heart and the soul, soil of your soul. It's kind of a tongue twister. So here's what we're going to do tonight. It's just, we're just going to look at the soil. Now look, Jesus said stuff about soil. Remember? 
He said there's different types of soil. He said there's, there's soil that's on this, uh, um, like a hardened footpath, right? Then he also said, he said there's soil that when the seed is cast, that it, that it falls out in, in thorns. And the thorns choke it out. He also said that seeds will fall in soil that's shallow. But he also said that seed will fall on fertile. The definition of that is good. It's just good soil. So go back to your vision of cultivate and you go to a field that has turned its soil up and you look at it and you will, maybe you're on a vacation and you're going down and you'll even make the comment, you'll go, wow, that's some good soil. <laughs> you ever do that? I, I'm not a farmer at all. But if, for me, <laughs> if it kind of looks like it's got a lot of bop-bop in it or, you know, it's just real dark and rich and emollient, I, it, you can go, that's good soil. So let me ask you this. What kind of soil is Jesus? <laughs> He's pop-pop soil. <laughs> Yeah, would you say that Jesus is good soil? Yes. That his soil is ready to receive, that his soil is ready for growth. Who and what do you base that on? Who he is, his All right. character. All right, who he is. What else? The fruit of his life. Sir? The fruit of his life. The fruit of his life, absolutely. Here's a biggie, and I really do want you to to answer this self for yourself. What's your soil? What, what classification would you put yourself in soil right now? Would you classify yourself as that soil that looks real cracked up on that path? Would you consider yourself soil that's shallow? Would you consider yourself soil that's had thorns and thistles all built up in it? What if I said, you're good soil? If you had any other definition for your soil besides good and fertile, I got great news for you. If Jesus' soil is good, and if there is never any separation of him through the Holy Spirit in us, then what type of soil does that make us? Oh, come on. It makes us fabulous soil. You are so stinking fertile. My gosh. You'll grow sunflowers 400 feet high. But here's the thing. Do you believe that? That's a biggie. And so that's where it starts. And I believe And so when someone says, hey, what do you base that on? This is just one of many, gang. This is just one of many that's in there that proves that we are fabulous soil. Not on anything we've done. Everything that Jesus is and who he is in us is what makes us fabulous soil. Go to Colossians just for a second. It's just one of many, gang. Colossians 2, verse 9. It says, For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. For in Christ 
lives all the fullness of God in a human body. Verse 10. So you also are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. Is there anything lacking in Jesus from God and who he is? Is there anything lacking in us in our fusion, in our connection, in our union with Christ? We're complete. Isn't that fabulous news? And so now the thing is, is now we go, all right, so how does that work, Bibbo? Because I sure don't feel complete. That's the real truth and honest and rawness that where we get to live as folks who are free. So if you ever go around and, and saying in a moment that you don't have struggles in life or if life isn't kind of pressing in on you or if you just downright feel cruddy, it never changes your union and your fusion with Christ and your completeness. It never changes your soil. Ever. That just means that there is this life that's pressing in on us and the Him within us eventually is going to get us through it. It just may not be today. But He never leaves us in it. Never leaves us in it. How did Jesus, what was Jesus' go-to, you believe, in His cultivating His relationship with God the Father? So we've seen His lifestyle, right? And so now we want to know Jesus, you know, as you're over there sanding the wood, He's got His fellow carpenters around Him, He's buying bread, and they're starting to believe. They're, they're starting to believe. Jesus, hey man. How do you get that connection with the Father? What's that look like for you? What we had said. What do you think? What's yours? I believe his go-to was prayer. I believe his go-to was prayer. Let's look just at a few examples. Now, here's the thing, gang, just on prayer. Can we, you guys being marketplace pastors, you're teaching a lot of folks um, how to believe. It's not what to believe, but it's how through who they are. Remember? Is that you're going to live out who you believe you are in every moment. So if I believe I'm good soil, guess what's coming out? Guess what our life is going to start coming out and, and evolving out into? Right? And so in that, when you're teaching others as marketplace pastors, as folks are watching us as marketplace pastors, they're seeing this connection. And so there's this thing about prayer sometimes. And what is prayer? Very simply, what is it? Talking to God. Where does that have to be done? Thank you. How often? Anytime you want. It says without ceasing. Can't quite got there yet. It's just the raw honesty of it, right? But I'm finding myself talking more and more when I release myself from what I think it has to look like. Or that didn't count. Gang, if I'm ever in communication with God, remember, who never leaves us? Who never leaves our soil? Did she say it? God. Amen. Way to go. 
And so in that, then that means that any and all times I'm in this constant conversation with him. Now here's the thing, if you're anything like me, I probably need to adhere to this one a little bit. I need to be quick to listen <laughs> and, and slow to speak. <laughs> Thank God sometimes he's going up and he's going, I know he's going to take a breath here pretty soon. <laughs> Good God, that boy can talk. Please take a breath. Pray without ceasing. Look at some of these. Don't go there. Just close your eyes. Listen, listen to the place and times. This is in Mark 1.35. Before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. Before daybreak. Isolated place to pray. Mark 14.32. This particular scene you'll see in a lot of the Gospels. They, being he and the disciples, went to the olive grove called Gethsemane, and Jesus said, sit here while I go and pray. Luke 5, 16. But Jesus often withdrew up to the wilderness for prayer. Often. To the wilderness for prayer. Luke 6, 12. One day soon afterward, Jesus went up on a mountain to pray, and he prayed to God all night. Luke 9:18. One day Jesus left the crowds to pray alone. Only his disciples were with him, and he asked him, Who do the people say I am? Skipping on down to 28 in that particular chapter. Eight days later, Jesus took Peter, John, and James up to a mountain to pray. Luke 11, just a couple more. Once Jesus was in a certain place praying, as he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray. Just as John taught his disciples. That's coming in a few weeks on how you and us together continue to teach those in our life what it looks like to follow this crazy, wild, digging it man of Jesus. One more, Luke 18. One day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. Always pray and never give up. And so what, do you see, what did you see in hearing that? When was Jesus praying? Did he, have a, did he have a formula? Do you think Jesus ever put any have-tos on himself? Like, oh my gosh. I flippin' forgot to read my Jesus calling today. I forgot to read myself today. Uh-oh. Do you think he did? No. Then why do we? Why do those that you're teaching do so? Help them through that. You see, because I believe that when he prayed alone, or that when he prayed with others, what and where is your place? There are times, gang, that I believe it is crucial for us to have a place in space where I commune with God and God alone. Now, it can look like anything. For me, an example was today, man. It had been a while since I'd been behind the mower. And the craziest thing, we need to mow grass in February, right? But I got so freaking lost <laughs> in, in mowing the grass because I was just in this conversation about tonight and about us and, and just how we're living life and just how thankful that literally Biv had to come out and was in front of me. and went, Daddy, are you all right? I mean, and I went, oh, man, I'm sorry, Biv. He goes, dang, I got lost. 
I got lost in him. For me, it's sometimes rubbing a car. What's yours? What's your space and place? Where the gardener, the gardener God, the creator of us, can turn your soul over. And let him look in there. The soil of your soul. Where is your space and place with him? It's a beautiful time. And it's as we're going to see next week, that as we turn these things over, there's going to be things in there that we'll want to pluck out. That's a beautiful thing, gang. That we'll want to pluck out. But what kind of soil are you? Come on. What kind of soil are you? One more time. What kind of soil are we? Huh? I like that word. Fabulous. Yes. What kind of soil are you going to remind those that you're living life with that they are when they have said yes to Jesus? And guess what they'll think at times? That they're not. So how are you going to help them through that I'm not? God will tell you. Let that be your space and place where God shows you how to coach folks up and love them through not believing they too are good soil. They are good, good soil. Last thing, here's what I want you to do this week. That's part of it. Let's find out where's your wilderness. Jesus went to the wilderness. He prayed alone. He got up before daybreak. As he went, he was in constant conversation. Where's your space and place? Be free with that, man. Have, have the biggest blast with that. And then let that be your holy ground. Knowing that wherever you go is that. Okay? And then the next thing is that as you start to have this connection with God in an on-purposed way, then start listing those things out in your life that we'll discuss next week that we want to remove. Now remember... It doesn't change your soil. One bit. It strengthens us. And the thing that we'll help each other with, uh, not next week, but two weeks, is how did it get in there to begin with? Because i got to know how I got it in there, got in there before I can keep it out. It's the, now we'll start putting some uh, chicken wire around some things. All right? Father, thank you. We love you. We know that you love us, and we thank you that we are good, perfect, fertile, rich soil. Not anything because of what we've done, but it's because of who you are in us through the Holy Spirit. Um, so, Father, we, uh, we're going to continue to just cultivate our relationships here tonight with each other through song and through prayer, and uh, Father, just finish strong. Let's finish this race strong. Let's not leave. Let's not check out. Father, let's not check out. Lord, let's not check out in this moment. Just let them get set. Lord, we love you, and we thank you for loving us through the empty tomb of Christ. In his name we pray. Amen.